So, if you'd like to turn to Daniel chapter 4, I saw the light. Daniel chapter 4, I'm not going to read this, because Steve has already shared the story with us, the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. Much of us, many of us know much of this story from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the four on the floor in the fiery furnace. The fourth being the angel of the Lord, or Jesus. That's a great story. But afterwards, we come to the fall of Nebuchadnezzar, King Neb, as we are calling him today. You know the phrase, you know the sentence, the scripture, pride goes before Well, actually, the Bible verse says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Most of us kind of slaps that, kind of pull that together and skip the middle part. But Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit, a proud spirit before a fall. Max Lucado in our study book Unshakable hope, building our promise, building our lives on the promises of God, writes, pride is a poison. It hampers your relationship with God. It hinders your relationships with others and harms your relationship with yourself. God resists the proud because the proud resist God. Arrogance stiffens the knee so it will not kneel. It hardens the heart. So it will not admit to sin. The heart of pride never confesses, never repents, and never asks for forgiveness. Indeed, the arrogant will never feel the need for forgiveness. Pride is the hidden reef that shipwrecks the soul. It not only prevents salvation from God, but also prevents reconciliation with people. How many marriages have collapsed under the weight of pride? How many apologies have gone unoffered due to the lack of humility? How many wars have sprouted up from the rocky soil of arrogance? And I think of Ukraine right now, the pride of Vladimir Putin driving this war. Don't pay the high price of pride. Choose instead to stand on the offer of grace. And as we think about unshakable hope in shaky times, in these difficult times, we stand on the promise of God. And today's promise is God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble in First Peter 5, 5. We're going to hold on to your hat because we're going to zoom through the outline. You have an outline with... Supporting scriptures, you may want to look them up as you go through this day. But as we think about the problem of pride, illustrated by King Nebuchadnezzar, or King Neb, as we've heard it said, he was the original Mr. Big Shot. Back in 605 B.C., all of the people brought into Babylon, exiles, including Daniel, including Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar built a 90-foot golden statue of himself and commanded all to bow down and worship 
this statue, worship him. Problem was, any good believer in the true God couldn't do that. That was idolatry. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, literally in their Hebrew names, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, they refused and got thrown into the fiery furnace. Heated seven times the the normal heat, but they came out unsinged. But Nebuchadnezzar was unimpressed. Well, he was initially impressed, but he didn't repent and bow down to the Lord. Daniel interpreted his dream and said that this vision, this dream of a tree, a beautiful spreading tree, would be eventually cut down. This unrivaled wealth and power would be brought low until only a stump remained. And the voice from heaven said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are going to go out and live among the animals, as we've heard the story. And the the bottom line was this big shot became a short stump as this prophecy, this dream was fulfilled in reality. The warning came to King Neb that he was going to be made a nub instead of a neb. He was turned to a short stump. And that took place for seven years, as we heard Steve tell the story. There is a high price for pride. When the mighty fall, the fall is mighty. When the mighty fall, the fall is mighty. For God hates pride. Listen to some of the scriptures that reinforce this. In Proverbs 26, 12, Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. And in Isaiah 5, 21, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their sight. Proverbs 16, 5, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. That's strong words. The Lord de- detests. In fact, in Proverbs 8.13, we read, I hate God saying, I hate the pr- pride and arrogance, e- evil behavior, and perverse speech. This morning, we are being urged in God's word to pursue humility for God resists the proud, and gives grace to the humble. In in Psalm 138, verse 6, we read, Though the Lord is supreme, He takes care of those who are humble, but He stays away from the proud. How do you get humility, practically speaking? The best thing is to humble yourself, or God will humble you. Scripture says. The practice of humility. Real quick, I'm going to zoom through six tips on cultivating humility in our lives. Six practical tips on that. Seven, actually, I'm sorry. Number one, assess yourself honestly. Romans 12.3 For by grace The grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself 
with sober judgment in accordance of the measure of faith God has given you. Don't think of yourself more highly than you should, especially in comparison to others. Notice, it doesn't say that low self-esteem is the same thing as humility. No, we need to see ourselves as created in the image of God, as we've talked about in other promises previously. We are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. That gives us significance, dignity, and worth. Not low esteem. But if we compare ourselves to God or to others, we fall into the trap of pride. Assess yourself honestly. Number two, don't take success too seriously. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 through 14, as God was promising to bring all of his people into the promised land, he delivered them from Egypt. And he says in Deuteronomy 8, through Moses to Israel, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees I am giving you this day. The Ten Commandments in this context. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Always remember, my friends, the one from whom all blessings flow. All blessings flow from the God who created heaven and earth. So don't take yourself too seriously. This has been a tough couple years for me and for all of us with covid and um, somebody from my college days sent me a picture of myself with an afro about this big. And I'm looking over my wireframe glasses from the 70s. And I thought, what a great thing to put over my desk with the caption, don't take yourself too seriously, Alan. <laughs> if you go in my office, you'll see it there. It's kind of funny. But it reminds me not to take myself too seriously. Let's stay humble. Third, celebrate the significance of others. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, made in human likeness, being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. We should have the same mind, as was in Christ Jesus, the same attitudes that he had. See, he humbled himself in the sight of the Lord. Applaud and cheer when others have success, when others excel, and you will be blessed.
Number four, don't demand your own parking place. (laughs) There you go. Jesus told the parable as he noticed guests picking the places of honor at the table in Luke chapter 14. He said, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both you, both of you, will come and say to you, give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you're invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of my fellow, of your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, you may be thinking, well, Alan, you have your own parking place reserved out there in the parking lot. And I appreciate the honor afforded me, but as that was done, I was thinking of this scripture. I thought, I don't really want to be set up like that. I know Ruth Snyder had her own parking place before me, and so that was kind of... But anyhow, if it weren't for my knees, I wouldn't use that parking place. By the way, I got shots in each knee this week, and so I might make it through the sermon. But Jesus clearly said, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to be the servant of all, for the first will be last, and the last will be first in heaven. I want to be first in heaven if I had a choice. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't demand your own parking place. Anybody who gets here before me, if you get here before me, you can have it. Also, number five, don't announce your success when it, before it occurs. Don't go counting your chickens before they hatch or your victories before you win them. Speak humbly, number six, First Samuel 2, 3. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is God who knows and by him his deeds are weighed. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord, the Bible says. We were made for God promotion, not self-promotion. And finally, Tip for practical pursuit of humility, live at the foot of the cross. You've heard the saying, the ground at the foot of the cross is level. There are no great or lesser children of God. We are all standing in unity on the same plane. No superstars, pastors, clergy, don't put anybody on a pedestal. Paul writes of himself in Galatians 6.14, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I the world. It's a wonderful thing to contemplate that the maker of the stars would rather die than live without you eternally. God loves you. But like John the Baptist said, He must increase. We must decrease. Pray the precious promises of God. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Do you want grace, amazing grace in your life? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. 
pursue humility. You may be thinking, as I was, boy, that sounds like a song. Yep, we're going to sing it. Okay. You know this song? I've asked Mel to come up and sing the lady's part. You know how it goes? Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. That's the lady's part. She's going to lead the ladies. I'm going to lead the men. You don't have to leave on account of the... Okay, let's stand up and sing this. of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The love of God and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Amen.